0: Chapter fourteen of Marion the story of an artist's model by Winifred Eaton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James K. White Chula Vista. Chapter fourteen. All of that summer I worked for the old count. Besides the heraldry work, I assisted him with the restoration of the old oil portraits some of which we had to copy completely the count had not much patience with the work the society set him to do and he let me do most of the copying while he worked on other painting more congenial to him he was making a large painting of andromeda the figure of a nude woman tied to the rocks and in the clouds was seen perseus coming to deliver her he had a very pretty girl named lil Markey to pose for this My father was a landscape and marine painter, and never used models, and the first time I saw Lil, I was repulsed and horrified. She came tripping into the studio without a stitch on her, and she even danced about and seemed to be amused by my shocked face. I inwardly despised her. Little did I dream that the time would come when I too would earn my living in that way. I got much interested when I saw the Count painting from life, He tied Lil to an easel with soft rags so as not to hurt her hands, and later he painted the rocks from a sketch behind her where the old easel was. While Lil rested, she would swing, still naked, in the big swing and jump about and sing. In all my experiences, later as an artist's model in America, I never saw a model who behaved as Lil did. The Count would give her cigarettes and she would tell stories that were not nice and I had to pretend I didn't hear, or couldn't understand them. Lil was not exactly a bad girl, but sort of reckless and lacking entirely in modesty. She did have some decent homely traits, however. She would wrap a piece of drapery about her and say, You folks go on painting, and I'll be the cook. Then she would disappear into the kitchen and come back presently with a delicious lunch, which she had cooked all herself. I was afraid the Count was falling in love with her, for he used to look at her lovingly and sometimes he called her Countess. Lil would make faces at him behind his back and whisper to me, Golly, he looks like a dying duck. Twice a week the Count had pupils, rich young women mostly, who learned to paint just as they did to play the piano and to dance. The Count would make fun of them to Lil and me. They would take a canvas and copy one of the Count's pictures, he doing most of the work. Then he would practically repaint it. The pupil, so the Count said, would then have it framed, and when it was hung on the wall, the proud parents would point to the work and admiring friends would say, What talent your daughter has! The Count, between chuckles and excited ya-yas, would illustrate derisively the whole scene to Lil and me. He tried to form a Bohemian club to meet at the studio in the Chateau, and we sent out many invitations for an opening party. When the evening came, there was a large gathering of society folk, and we had the place full. Everyone went looking at the Count's things and exclaiming about them, and they asked what he termed the most foolish questions about art. Among them was a violinist, Karl Walter, Whose exquisite music made me want to cry. He had a beautiful face, and I could not take my eyes from it all evening. When the party was over, he offered to see me home. The rest of the company were all departing in their carriages, and I thought rather drearily of that ride home on the horse car. It seemed very short, however, with Mr. Walter. When we came to our door, he took my hand and said, Mademoiselle. I'm going away for six months. When I return, I would like to know you better. Your sympathetic face was the only one I was playing to. The rest were all cattle. He never came back to Montreal, and I heard that he died soon after leaving us. The morning after the party, the old Count was very irritable and cross, and when I asked him if he had enjoyed himself, he exclaimed disgustedly, Stupid, stupid! Those Canadians do not know the meaning of the word Bohemian. It was a pink tea. Ugh! I suggested that next time we should invite Patty Chase and Lou Fraser and girls like that. But the Count shook his head with a hopeless gesture. That is the other extreme, he said. No, no, you, my little friend, are the only one worthy to belong to such a club as I had hoped to start. It is impossible in this so stupid Canada. End of chapter fourteen. Recording by James K. White. Chula Vista.